0: Welcome back to Ke Piche, a podcast dedicated to exploring Indian cinema from a critical lens. We're your hosts, Ankur. And Risa. Today's episode is being recorded on site at the 22nd Calgary International Film Festival. We have a special guest in the house, Brenda Lieberman, lead programmer of the festival.
1: Hi. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, Brenda, can you uh, start with telling us a bit more about your role at SIFF and uh, more about this year's festival? Yeah, so uh,
2: I'm a full-time programmer with the festival over six months. So uh, my job as lead programmer is, I do have um, the programming uh, categories of uh, all the world cinema titles that fall under our global perspectives. Our Canadian narrative section Our late shift section, which is the more genre-heavy films. And then I work with our artistic director on the special presentations. So it just is a lot of programming, uh, but we do spend the year, if not longer, looking for titles and content to put into the festival. So it's a lot of that. And then uh, working with the guests and trying to... Make sure that people come to the festival to see these awesome films. <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, so this year's festival, um, as being an Indian film podcast, um, we noticed there were two films in the lineup that are from India. Um, so yeah, I wanted to hear a bit more about uh, the two that you picked for this year's festival.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because we, when we are looking for the different uh, world titles to put into the festival and we're trying to figure out where we can find films to represent um, each part of the world and uh, different types of directors and voices out there. Uh, We always know that we want uh, some Indian cinema, but it varies so dramatically each year on the amount of content. But I fell in love with Last Film Show, which was the first one that I wanted to program. I'd seen it at the Tribeca Film Festival, And, uh, this film is just really, truly about the love of film, which is what I think what I love, well, not the only thing I loved about it. This film has this ensemble cast of amazing kids and the lead actor is just, you know, kind of steals the whole show, but, uh, really the film is about, um, his discovery of cinema and, you know his the relationship he forms with a projectionist who teaches him about light and film, and through the course of the film, they you know he the kid trades his lunch for opportunities to learn more about the film side of things, and uh, yeah, it's just I I really love this film, and I uh, I think aside from the ode to cinema in it and thirty five mil. Uh, it also has a really powerful message too. I thought about the relationship the young boy has with his family. Um, they're so incredibly supportive of him and his like dreams that it's. Uh, I think it's a, it's
1: a really special film for people
2: to watch. It's
1: awesome. Yeah, I know, uh, Ankur, you really uh,
0: yeah. enjoyed this one. I really took to it because, on one hand, it's about cinema, and it's also from the same state that i'm from from gujarat so it really like resonated with me on multiple levels and i was just wondering like the movie is clearly about the love of cinema and the cinema going experience um since we're like in the midst of like this global pandemic and now people are returning to the theater was that a key reason why you decided to bring this film here or was that kind of part of it
2: (laughs) no i mean i i mean i'm sure that Part of in watching it, you know, me, myself and our festivals missing that in cinema experience probably heightened the film content overall with me a little bit, you know. But, you know, I think I just loved that it felt like a universal story and accessible in many ways, you know, when we're trying... To introduce different audiences to the content in the festival, you know, you've got... We've, we're really all over the place in terms of audience. And some are huge cinephiles who could watch some very hardcore, serious world cinema. And others, you know, whether they are or aren't, are maybe new to the festival or watching foreign cinema. And I think it's always good to have certain films that can speak to both audiences and be a bit even maybe more of an introduction to what the film festival can offer or what films from certain countries can offer and um, I loved this film for that reason so yeah and it is you know that even looking at it so far the ratings are quite high so it seems to be resonating quite well with people on it from a audience voting perspective but I mean, I'm also looking for unique stories from the different countries. So, you know, sometimes you see a lot of repetition in the types of films that you might be watching from year to year or certain directors repeatedly. And this felt like a really fresh new story as well. So,
0: And yeah, I was just uh, thinking about like how it bridges the gap between the two audiences that you're mentioning, like, the cinephiles and, like, you know, someone who's new to the festival or new to, like, watching foreign films. Because there's, like, all these references to great movies like 2001, A Space Odyssey, and, like, Stalker and all of these great world cinema offerings. Like, so it was really nice to see something that was, had this, like, unique take on childhood and, like, also about loving movies, so is really great
2: (laughs) yeah yeah I thought so too and you know I working in the arts too for most of my life and knowing a lot of people who do you don't always you know if you look at the family aspect of it too in this film a lot of people don't have the support of their parents even at a young age or no matter what age with wanting to maybe pursue a dream in the cultural industries or the arts and That was pretty special in this film, too, for anyone who watches it, because as poor as they were, or no matter what they could could or couldn't provide, they did want to make sure that they were looking after him and his future. So that was pretty cool.
0: And then, Risa, do you want to talk? About your, your film, Dug Dug?
1: Yeah, so Dug Doug. So yeah, Brenda, tell me more um, about the film Dug Doug and uh, why SIF decided to bring it to this year's festival.
2: Yeah, so Dug Doug, I came across a lot later in our process. We thought, okay, we're done. We've got all the world film films in place. Um, and I noticed it was programmed at the Toronto International Film Festival as... Uh, a later announcement and uh, the programmer at that festival is a friend of mine and loves genre film and so do I and some quirky cinema and I thought oh I have to see this film so I, uh, I wrote to the director and he responded so quickly and it's amazing when you don't have to go through several layers or different people to reach you know somebody to do with a film And this is a first feature film, and it was just so exciting, again, to have this uh, email conversation with the director about it, and then when I got the screener, this film really surprised me. Um, You know, I didn't realize when I first watched it that it is based on an element of truth and kind of autobiographical to some degree. Um not necessarily of the director, but it is based on a true story, and there's truth behind it with the different people within the film. And uh, But that didn't even change my, that didn't influence my thoughts on this film. I just, when I first watched it, I just thought, this is like bonkers. I mean, it's, it's got such a um, fun, interesting premise about it, where, you know, I mean, it's one of these films where I don't even know how much to give away, but the idea that somebody passes away and their spirit is, you know, their soul is left behind in where they've um, had the accident and died. And now, throughout this film, people believe that his spirit has lived on and that their good fortune and luck has happened because of this, right? So... um, the motorcycle and, and the and the person behind it. So I, this film's got a lot of really colorful scenes. It's got some fantastic music. It plays a lot on um, everyone's like desire and a, I guess need to believe in something else, you know? They, everyone's looking for answers and they want, you know, to form they want like to form communities and groups. And even if they go so far as to make it a religion, but um, which can be looked at a bit of a satire almost to with society today, probably a little bit, but uh, I think it kind of speaks maybe on a broader level, just like humans and our need and desire to like seek out more than what we've got uh, in front of us. And I just loved how it kind of expands so far in this film to be comical and bizarre and everyone just embracing this spiritual side of what the film is about.
1: Yeah, yeah, even like the uh, analogy they have of the the balloon that keeps expanding just with how... Big it gets, but yeah. I, yeah, I totally get like the universal story of just blind faith um, yeah. that comes up. But I thought it was a really whimsical film um, and really neat coming from India, too. Like, where, yeah, I think like generally people think like melodrama and Bollywood and stuff, but this was like a really great satire. And um, to Ankur's point um, in the last picture show, how it um, had a lot of homages to. Uh, other cinema um, so did this film like I saw a lot of Edgar Wright um, he too kind of references in there and stuff so yeah I thought it was like a fantastic feature so I was really happy to see it yeah the and I, like there's
2: there seems to be a few films in the festival that kind of go satirical <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like oh we should have a tag for satire but it because it's like you know some people look at it as just political satire in films but it's like the there's a new wave of directors coming out of every you know every country and part of the world right now and they're so influenced by you know similar directors even to myself as a programmer and you know our audience and um this this felt like this felt like a fresh new voice out of india the both the theme and style of film but the filmmaker for sure i was like okay i want to i want to program this and i want to keep an eye on where he goes with future films because it is true you start to label a style of film from a part of the world like wherever it is you know and uh, when i look at indian cinema we do see a lot of melodrama or um, Bollywood style films and, you know, different stories that feel maybe some stories that from year to year, some I connect with more than others. But this one, yeah, I just was like, this is going to be a lot of fun to show. Yeah, so, it
1: was. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Sure. So I, like, I'm curious as a programmer, um, how do you go about really programming um, like the world cinema and stuff? So, I mean, you mentioned your friends with someone at TIFF? Like, is, does it usually work like that? Or um, you just well, watch the scene? We we, are, we
2: get a ton of film submissions, and then we also have lots of different relationships with the different distributors worldwide. So we are, you know, contacting them really early on and getting them to send us what their content is for the year and the festival season. We go to a lot of film festivals this past year online, um, but you know, we are seeing content, you know, I had a pass for the Tribeca Film Fest and for TIFF and Berlin and different festivals. So, you know, we're looking for content from those. But yeah, you know, in terms of the world cinema, I do have to look at the number of spots that were given to program with. And give or take a few, it was kind of started, you know, around the 25 mark and trying to figure out, okay, (laughs) you know as you start to watch different films that are rising to the top from different parts of the world you're we're trying to figure out it's impossible to cover the entire world in 25 yeah. films really but uh there is certain types of films we're always looking for so we are always looking for some Iranian cinema and some Indian cinema and stuff from France and UK like there is certain kind of I guess touch points for sure and yeah outside of that it's just really trying to narrow down I mean it's so subjective right so we've got some volunteer previewers and stuff but at the end of the day I just have to make a decision on what I think is going to work for our audience in Calgary and you want a certain number of award-winning films and films that are going to potentially go on to be nominated in the Oscars or buzzworthy films that the audience is anticipating or expecting you to put on. But we also want to make sure that we have the programmer and the festival's creative voice woven through it. And that we're also thinking of what works for Calgary and not just what works for TIFF or Berlin and everywhere else. Cause everyone's got different audiences and we do need to, you know, as much as we want to, you know, highlight films that are playing at those festivals, we need to make sure we have ones that we think are going to work well for Calgary. Mm -hmm.
1: So do you think, um, the Calgary audience is pretty receptive, um, and open to like world cinema, Indian cinema? Is that something you see like a demand for?
2: Yeah, definitely. We definitely have a good demand for world cinema in general, but yeah, definitely Indian cinema has always done really well at the festival. Um, and uh, certain other films do really well always, you know, which is why we always try to make sure that they're represented in the in the world lineup. Um, you know, and I do know that we you know we we know that you know there's other film festivals in town that might you know have an opportunity to expand on with more titles and content than we can. So the European Film Fest or the Indian Film Festival and the, you know, different festivals that do exist. So, you know, we we might look at it and say, okay, I can only fit one or two titles in, um, hoping and potentially knowing that some more titles are going to get shown in Calgary in other ways. So, but... I did fight pretty hard for these ones. I I wanted to make sure. Like, I think I had 30 or 40 emails about last film show. Um, You know, it was just a really tough film to book. Doug Doug moved a lot quicker. We were low on time, and I got to work with the director on it. But, yeah, it is, like, it's not quick and easy to book a film, and we don't always get the films we want. Um, You really have to... Have a there's a lot of layers to it, and um, yeah. So anyway, so I, I I really wanted to make sure that these made it in though. Yeah, I'm
0: super glad you did. Yeah. Thanks. Ah, uh, uh, no. Okay, um, for questions.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, and both films are still uh, made available on our screen uh, streaming platform until the end of the festival. So. There's going to be more opportunities for people to watch them from home if they've missed the in cinema. Cool.
1: Perfect. So yeah, Brenda, yeah, any last words about the festival other than than that? <laughs>
2: other than that? No, I mean, I mean, the only thing I always try to tell people with the festival is, you know, take a chance on films you might not otherwise. A film festival is a perfect place to do so and there's not it's not always easy to figure out where to find these films after the fact. So, you know, this is a nice opportunity to kind of have some um, curated titles for your viewing pleasure. And also the multi-packs, like we have different bundles of tickets and a nice place to start is probably a bundle of three. It's slightly discounted ticket price and you can watch them yourself or gift one or whatever. So that's what I'd recommend.
0: This episode of Parde Kipiche was recorded on site at the Calgary International Film Festival. Now in its 22nd year, SIF brings the best of Alberta, Canadian, and world cinema to Calgary each fall. Sign up for the CIF newsletter at www.sifcalgary.ca newsletter or follow at SIF Calgary on all platforms to be sure you don't miss out on any of the exciting upcoming events.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much, Brenda, for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, folks, yeah, listen to us monthly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other streaming sites. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PKP Podcast. For episode suggestions, or general inquiries, send us an email at pkp.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we will catch you next month.